Welcome everyone, Asa here. This is my first podcast with no bones about wrestling. I'm going to do a lot more of these, hopefully. Uh, So we'll see how this one goes. I'm going to talk about my first wrestling match. Uh, First wrestling show I ever attended. So it was November of 1993... And I was on vacation with my family at, uh, at Walt Disney World. I was nine years old. And we walk into Disney MGM Studios, as it was known then. It's known as Hollywood Studios today. We walk in, and the very first thing that we, we hear, there's someone saying, pro wrestling, pro wrestling today. And I hear that, and I just go running towards the sky. And he has these flyers, and the flyers are for WCW, which is actually how how I got into wrestling. And in 1993, I was way more into WCW than WWF, uh, mostly because Cactus Jack was in WCW. But so I go running towards this guy, uh, my parents come over, and we find out that WCW are recording television at Disney MGM Studios that very day. Uh, My dad is not so sure about it. My mom would pretty much do anything I wanted (laughs) when I was nine years old. And I wanted to go see the pro wrestling matches. So we ended up, that's what we were doing. So WCW back then would film months of television at Disney MGM Studios months of it. They would film angles, you know, ahead of pay-per-views, as I said, months in advance. So we get there, and there are these people uh, talking to to the audience, and the WCW ring is there, the the yellow and blue WCW logo in the, on the mat, and the just the way it looked on TV. Very exciting. And there are these people talking to us, and they're telling us how the show's going to go, and they're telling us that they will let us know who to cheer and who to boo, and they get us to rehearse cheering. They say, cheer, and everyone cheers. And then they tell us to boo, and everyone boos together. With some hisses thrown in there. And so after we're done practicing our booing and hissing, we're ready for this pro wrestling show. And the first guy that comes out is Big Van Vader. Fucking Vader. One of the best big men in the history of the business, if you ask me. And at the time, November 93, he was WCW world champion. But he comes out for this show... He doesn't have the belt with him. And as a kid, you know, I want to see the belt. I'm wondering, where the hell's uh, his belt? And so the way it turns out, they were filming television for like January or February of 1994. And the plan was for Vader to lose the strap to Sid Vicious at that year's Starcade in December. 
So here's the story about that, why why that didn't happen. I'm going to go off on a, on a tangent for a minute. If you've never heard the story, it's pretty crazy. Uh, WCW in 1993 um, was doing a tour of England. And so they, they do a show, and they go back, uh, t- wrestlers go back to the bar, uh, Vader's there, Sid Vicious is there, Ric Flair, Steve Austin. At this point, he was stunning Steve Austin in WCW. Arn Anderson is there. A lot of guys there. And WCW, the business is not going great in 1993. And so the guys are kind of talking about that and talking about how the shows aren't drawing uh, tons of fans. And the conversation turns to, well, Ric Flair, he's he's getting money. And some of the wrestlers are saying they're not happy with their contracts. And Sid Vicious is one of these wrestlers. He's not happy with the money he's getting. And he's saying, well, Ric Flair, he just returned uh, within a year. He had just returned to WCW from WWF. And he got a big contract. And so Sid Vicious, he decides Ric Flair's the problem. Ric Flair and his big contract, uh, that's the problem with the company. And according to Sid Vicious's manager, Colonel Robert Parker, uh, Sid, who generally used steroids, was coming off of using steroids. And so he was apt to snap at any moment. And this is all alleged. I want to put that in there. This is all an alleged story. So Sid Vicious decides Flair's contract is the problem with WCW. Starts blaming Flair. He's tearing into him. And Arn Anderson, one of Ric Flair's best friends in the business for sure, he's not listening to this shit. He's not going to take it from Sid Vicious and he starts telling him so, and he puts Sid Vicious in his place, telling him how Ric Flair has earned his contract, and maybe at some point, if Sid Vicious does something, he'll earn a contract as big as Ric Flair's. So he puts him in his place. Sid doesn't like this, and as I said, his manager, as, as he tells the story, Colonel Robert Parker said Vicious was apt to snap at any moment, coming off of steroid use. So Sid Vicious takes a fucking... Uh, leg of a table, and he takes it up to Arn Anderson's hotel room and knocks on the door and slams Anderson over the head with this table leg. And so Arn, he's, he's reeling, and he grabs whatever he can find in the room. He grabs a pair of scissors. Sid Vicious, he gets stabbed four times with the scissors. Sid Vicious, at at one point, though, gets the scissors from Arn and stabs Anderson over 20 times with the scissors. And he is bleeding like a stuck pig, as they say. Bleeding like crazy. So Sid Vicious and Arn Anderson have to go to the hospital. The the rest of the boys kind of go and keep them separated. They have to be separated in the hospital emergency room as they go to to tend to these fucking puncture wounds from these scissors. And they're brawling in the hall. 
And Too Cold Scorpio, he was there. And as he said, there was blood everywhere. That's his recounting of this alleged situation. Uh, Arn Anderson's blood was fucking all over the place. And so they have to be kept apart. And in fact, they're kept apart. The rest of the England, uh, the rest of the tour in England, they're kept apart. And when they get back, Ric Flair has a lot more stroke in WCW than Sid Vicious. Uh, Sid Vicious, he gets fired. And as I said, he was scheduled to win the world title from Big Van Vader at Starcade 93. But instead, he gets his ass fired. So all the plans are gone. So what? what is the plan for WCW to make more money? Of course, put the belt, put the big gold belt back on Ric Flair. And so Ric Flair wins the belt at Starcade 93. And so I'll return to the, the Disney taping uh, that I attended now, but that's, that's just a tale of why Big Van Vader came out without the belt. I didn't know it at the time, but, but that's why he didn't have the belt. And strangely enough, Big Van Vader, they're taping WCW. It was either WCW Pro or WCW Saturday Night. I can't remember what show it was, honestly. Um, but they're taping it, and Vader, his match is a squash match against a jobber. Not just any job, jobber, but this guy who looks like Hulk Hogan. Looks like a shrunken down version of Hulk Hogan. Not as not as well built, uh, but he does have a mustache, and he has like the Hogan hair, you know, that's flowing in the back, bald on top. But it's it's more like blonde white. And so the crowd, we're, we're told when to boo, when to cheer. The crowd starts chanting, Hogan, Hogan, Hogan. And this is before Hulk is in WCW. Uh, this is the best uh, the crowd could get. And the crowd is cheering for this guy against Vader, and they're, they're cheering for Hogan. Uh, I just remember that. So Vader obviously wins the match, destroys this fake Hulk Hogan. Later on in the show, uh, WCW Battle Bowl pay-per-view was coming up in November. That's when you would have random tag teams fight each other. The winning tag teams all get in a battle royal. And the winner uh, of the battle royal at the end of the show gets like a battle bowl or ring or something like that. But Cactus Jack, he's cutting a promo about what happened at Battle Bowl. And at this point, Cactus Jack is my favorite wrestler in the world. Probably Hulk Hogan number two, but Cactus Jack is, is number one. And so the, the show ends, and Cactus Jack is uh, standing there. And I I take off. I run past the security guys. I run past the security and over to Mick Foley. And I ask him if I can have his autograph. And of course, he says yes. You know, Mick Foley, nicest guy in the world. I've I've met him twice and uh you'll hear pretty much anyone who's ever met him or knows him, you know, just a, a nice guy. So as nice as as you can imagine. But my mom didn't know what the hell was going on, you know, me running over to this uh 
giant guy with the the long scruffy brown hair and the the scruffy beard and the missing teeth you know she doesn't know what in the world is going on uh but so we take a picture together and uh, he signs it cactus jack and what was funny is he i was wearing a wwf shirt with hulk hogan and the ultimate warrior and uh, i think the legion of doom on it and he said, uh, he pointed out, he said, you're wearing the other guy's shirt. He said, you should be wearing a WCW shirt. And that was, that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, that was a great memory, getting to meet Mick Foley, uh, Cactus Jack, 1993 WCW. So that is the story about my first pro wrestling show. Uh, I'm going to do more of these podcasts. Uh, gonna do news for WWE, AEW, uh, maybe some other stuff thrown in there as well. But those are the the two companies I'm going to focus on: WWE and AEW, the the two biggest here in the states. And uh, gonna talk about some news. Gonna talk about some rumors. Gonna talk about some matches. Why should you care? I don't know. I've I've been uh, watching wrestling for a long time, long time fan, just like a, a lot of you listening, um, and I actually used to be in the business very briefly, I was an independent wrestling manager uh, for New Dimension Wrestling, that's a promotion where the Hardy Boys uh, wrestled before they broke into WWF back in the late 90s, uh, but I was a manager, uh, my name was Shane McFly, uh, basically doing a, a million-dollar man type gimmick. But I, I was a kid back when I did it. I mean, this was you know, 15 years ago, more than that probably. Uh, I, was a ki- I say I was a kid. I, I, was, I was a young man. I was 20-something when I did it. Uh, feels like I was a kid. Um, but yeah, so that was my, my brief run in pro wrestling. And I'm going to talk a bit about that as well, about wrestling school, what that was like, uh, running independent shows, managing them. I'm going to talk a little bit about what that was like. Uh, But as I said, mostly focus on current day and a little of the past, kind of interweave the past into it. Um, And so hopefully you will join me here on No Bones About Wrestling. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. And uh, as As my best friend Mick Foley would say, uh, have a nice day.